2 Samuel chapter 20 Now a worthless man named Sheba, son of Bichri, a Benjamite, happened to be there, and he blew the ram's horn and shouted, We have no share in David, no inheritance in Jesse's son. Every man to his tent, O Israel. So all the men of Israel deserted David to follow Sheba, son of Bichri. But the men of Judah stayed by their king all the way from the Jordan to Jerusalem. When David returned to his palace in Jerusalem, he took the ten concubines he'd left to care for the palace, and he placed them in a house under guard. He provided for them, but he no longer slept with them. They were confined until the day of their death, living as widows. Then the king said to Amasa, Summon the men of Judah to come to me within three days, and be here yourself. So Amasa went to summon Judah, but he took longer than the time allotted him. And David said to Abishai, Now Sheba, the son of Bichri, will do us more harm than Absalom. Take your Lord's servants and pursue him, or he will find fortified cities and elude us. So Joab's men, along with the Sherathites, the Pelatites, and all the mighty men marched out of Jerusalem in pursuit of Sheba, son of Bichri. And while they were at the great stone in Gibeon, Amasa joined them. Now Joab was dressed in military attire with a dagger strapped to his belt, and as he stepped forward, he slipped the dagger from its sheath. Are you well, my brother? Joab asked Amasa, and with his right hand, Joab grabbed Amasa by the beard to kiss him. Amasa was not on guard against the dagger in Joab's hand, and Joab stabbed him in the stomach and spilled out his intestines on the ground, and Joab did not need to strike him again, for Amasa was dead. Then Joab and his brother Abishai, pursued Sheba, son of Bichri. One of Joab's young men stood near Amasa and said, Whoever favors Joab, and whoever is for David, let him follow Joab. But Amasa wallowed in his blood in the middle of the road, and when the man saw that all the troops were stopping there, he dragged the body off the road into a field and threw a garment over it. As soon as Amasa's body was removed from the road, all the men went on with Joab to pursue Sheba, son of Bichri. Sheba passed through all the tribes of Israel, at Abel Beth Makkah, and through the entire region of the Barites, who gathered together and followed him. And Joab's troops came and besieged Sheba in Abel Beth Makkah and built a siege ramp against the outer rampart of the city. As all the troops with Joab were battering the wall to topple it, a wise woman called out from the city, Listen, listen, please tell Joab to come here so that I may speak with him. When he had come near to her, the woman asked, Are you Joab? I am, he replied. Listen to the words of your servant, she said. I am listening, he answered. Then the woman said, Long ago they used to say, Seek counsel at Abel, and that is how disputes were settled. I am among the peaceable and faithful in Israel, but you are trying to destroy a city that is a mother in Israel. Why would you swallow up the Lord's inheritance? Far be it, Joab declared. Far be it from me to swallow up or destroy. That is not the case. But a man named Sheba, son of Bichri, from the hill country of Ephraim, has lifted up his hand against the king, against David. Deliver him alone, and I will depart from the city. Look, the woman replied, his head will be thrown to you over the wall. Then the woman went to all the people with her wise counsel, and they cut off the head of Sheba, son of Bichri, and threw it to Joab. So he blew the ram's horn, and his men dispersed from the city each to his own home. And Joab returned to the king in Jerusalem. Now Joab was over the whole army of Israel. 
Benaiah son of Joiada was over the Sherathites and Pelathites. Adoram was in charge of the forced labor. Jehoshaphat son of Elihud was the recorder. Shiva was the scribe. Zadok and Abiathar were priests. And Ira the Jerite was David's priest. Chapter 21 During the reign of David, there was a famine for three successive years. And David sought the face of the Lord. And the Lord said, It is because of the blood shed by Saul and his family, because he killed the Gibeonites. At this David summoned the Gibeonites and spoke to them. Now the Gibeonites were not Israelites, but a remnant of the Amorites. The Israelites had taken an oath concerning them, but in his zeal for Israel and Judah, Saul had sought to kill them. So David asked the Gibeonites, What shall I do for you? How can I make amends so that you may bless the inheritance of the Lord? The Gibeonite said to him, We need no silver or gold from Saul or his house, nor should you put to death anyone in Israel for us. Whatever you ask, I will do for you, he replied. And they answered the king, As for the man who consumed us and plotted against us to exterminate us from existing within any border of Israel, Let seven of his male descendants be delivered to us, so that we may hang them before the Lord at Gibeah of Saul, the chosen of the Lord. I will give them to you, said the king. Now the king spared Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, because of the oath before the Lord between David and Jonathan, son of Saul. But the king took Armoni and Mephibosheth, the two sons whom Rizbah, daughter of Aiah, had borne to Saul as well as the five sons whom Merib, daughter of Saul, had borne to Adriel, son of Barzillai, the Mahalathite, and he delivered them into the hands of the Gibeonites, and they hanged them on the hill before the Lord. So all seven of them fell together. They were put to death in the first days of the harvest at the beginning of the barley harvest. And Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah, took sackcloth and spread it out for herself on a rock. From the beginning of the harvest until the rain from heaven poured down on the bodies, she did not allow the birds of the air to rest on them by day, nor the beasts of the field by night. When David was told what Saul's concubine Rizpah, daughter of Aiah, had done, he went and took the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan from the men of Jabesh-Gilead, who had stolen them from the public square of Bethshan, where the Philistines had hung the bodies after they had struck down Saul at Gilboa. So David had the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan brought from there, along with the bones of those who had been hanged. And they buried the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan in Zelah, in the land of Benjamin, in the tomb of Saul's father Kish. After they had done everything the king had commanded, God answered their prayers for the land. Once again the Philistines waged war against Israel, and David and his servants went down and fought against the Philistines. But David became exhausted. Then Ishbi Benob, a descendant of Rapha, whose bronze spear weighed three hundred shekels, and who was bearing a new sword, resolved to kill David. But Abishai, son of Zeruiah, came to his aid, struck the Philistine, and killed him. Then David's men swore to him, You must never again go out with us to battle, so that the lamp of Israel may not be extinguished. Sometime later at Gob, there was another battle with the Philistines. At that time, Sibekai, the Hushathite, killed Saph, one of the descendants of Rapha. Once again there was a battle with the Philistines at Gob, and Elahan, son of Jair, 
the Bethlehemite killed the brother of Goliath, the Gittite, the shaft of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. And there was still another battle at Gath, where there was a man of great stature with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot, twenty-four in all. He too was descended from Rapha, and when he taunted Israel, Jonathan the son of David's brother Shimei killed him. So these four descendants of Rapha and Gath fell at the hands of David and his servants. Chapter 22 And David sang this song to the Lord on the day the Lord had delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, my refuge, and my Savior. You save me from violence. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. For the waves of death engulfed me, the torrents of chaos overwhelmed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me, the snares of death confronted me. In my distress I called upon the Lord, I cried out to my God, and from his temple he heard my voice, and my cry for help reached his ears. Then the earth shook and quaked, the foundations of the heavens trembled, they were shaken because he burned with anger, smoke rose from his nostrils, and consuming fire came from his mouth, glowing coals blazed forth. He parted the heavens and came down with dark clouds beneath his feet. He mounted a cherub and flew. He soared on the wings of the wind. He made darkness a canopy around him, a gathering of water and thick clouds. From the brightness of his presence, coals of fire blazed forth. The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. He shot his arrows and scattered the foes. He hurled lightning and routed them. The channels of the sea appeared, and the foundations of the world were exposed at the rebuke of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of his nostrils. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from foes too mighty for me. They confronted me in my day of calamity, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into the open. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness. He has repaid me according to the cleanness of my hands. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his ordinances are before me. I have not disregarded his statutes. And I have been blameless before him and kept myself from iniquity. So the Lord has repaid me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his sight. To the faithful you show yourself faithful, to the blameless you show yourself blameless. To the pure you show yourself pure. But to the crooked you show yourself shrewd. You save an afflicted people, but your eyes are on the haughty to bring them down. For you, O Lord, are my lamp. The Lord lights up my darkness. For in you I can charge an army. With my God I can scale a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is flawless. He is a shield to all who take refuge in him. For who is God besides the Lord? And who is the rock except our God? God is my strong fortress, and he makes my way clear. He makes my feet like those of a deer and stations me upon the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me your shield of salvation, and your gentleness exalts me. 
You broaden the path beneath me so that my ankles do not give way. I pursued my enemies and destroyed them. I did not turn back until they were consumed. I devoured and crushed them so they could not rise. They have fallen under my feet. You have armed me with strength for battle. You have subdued my foes beneath me. You have made my enemies retreat before me. I put an end to those who hated me. They looked, but there was no one to save them. To the Lord, but he did not answer. I ground them as the dust of the earth. I crushed and trampled them like mud in the streets. You have delivered me from the strife of my people. You have preserved me as the head of nations. A people I had not known shall serve me. Foreigners cower before me. When they hear me, they obey me. Foreigners lose heart and come trembling from their strongholds. The Lord lives, and blessed be my rock. And may God, the rock of my salvation, be exalted, the God who avenges me and brings down nations beneath me, who frees me from my enemies. You exalt me above my foes. You rescue me from violent men. Therefore I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations. I will sing praises to your name. Great salvation he brings to his king. He shows loving devotion to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever.